This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Well, yesterday we um, reflected on the outcomes of the census 2022 um, after the report was released by the statistician general, Risenga Maluleka. Um, those stats are showing that uh, the the that you know the of course were delayed by the COVID nineteen pandemic and all of that and subsequent lockdowns had hindered uh, further by in, in hindered further by the July riots in twenty twenty one and the flooding in KwaZulu Natal last year. Well, uh, the report showed that South Africa's population um, has increased to sixty two million and on the second of February twenty twenty two it stood at sixty two million people. Uh, that's ten point two million more than were counted in the twenty. 11 census in all South Africa's nine provinces experienced an uptick in population. But let's de- delve a little deeper into uh, the report and some of the main issues that uh, um, uh, can be highlighted from there. Klanji Pai uh, is an economist that PwC joins us uh, on the line. Klanji, good to be chatting to you again. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Titi, and good morning to your listeners. Listen, I mean, there were good news stories and some worrying uh, signs as well that coming out of there you know in fact we had one of our callers uh, Navari who is a you know unapologetically ANC cater who was saying that we should give credit where it's to ANC the numbers don't lie has done some great work particularly when it comes to on the infrastructure side and things such as the provision of electricity or at least access there to maybe not the provision per se uh, I think that's a, um, a, a good observation in the sense that when we do um, the census, uh, importantly, we do it to measure progress and to measure um, interventions are needed. And that's true, actually, of all the work that we do when we count or enumerate certain kinds of developments to see where the issues are. And I think uh, if one, for example, looks really at, uh, at the issues of access to electricity, for example, um, that, you know, also almost 94% uh, of South Africans have uh, access to that, so that's nearly actually everybody. If you think about the success, and perhaps it's more in those areas where that's quite remote, that that infrastructure is not arrived. But of course, access to electricity is something else completely differently. And I think this is where um, then it shows us, you know, where we're lacking. Because one of the things that you want to do um, as you count these things to say, are we where we need to be, so that actually when we need access. Do these people then have opportunities, for example, to be able mm. to run businesses that they're able to be able to, you know, to light their home, uh, their homes? Are they feeling safe? Um, and so, uh, because we know that some of these things are what we need energy for. Electricity is to light up uh, people's areas so that they feel safe. They can travel at night, for example. They can travel um, through the streets. Uh, they are able to provide certain other services. They can boil water so mm. that that water is safe. So all of those things. And we know, of course, that we face really, really serious challenges when we think about actually being provided the electricity. And that is probably one of the key things that we uh, we measure this thing so that we can actually improve people's lives. So that there is a, uh, you know, a pole that could potentially provide electricity, not the same thing as actually being provided with electricity. And I think that's important to address. I think this is the same thing with our water infrastructure. And we've heard many, many times where we say, you know, so a dam has been built or there's mm. taps that have been built, but water itself has not flown. And these are very serious challenges. Um, that, so that we don't actually say, look, 
on the one hand, we've done this, but on the other hand, we haven't been able to do that. So I think it's important to say, look, there has been progress, certainly. Mm. But we need um, certainly uh, to work much harder to being able to provide the services uh, for which we say um, that this infrastructure has been um, uh, provided. It's also important perhaps to say um, that even when we think about road infrastructure, you know, uh, and when we build roads, uh, that we don't only build highways. So if you say, for example, we have a big highway network, but the roads don't reach, for example, to rural areas where people can access these roads for agriculture, mm. where people can access these roads for, for tourism. Because remember, infrastructure has to actually try and better people's lives, and it has to be accessible and useful to as many people as possible. So if you have infrastructure that is not relatable to as many people, then perhaps um, you know that infrastructure may uh, exacerbate our inequality rather than actually um, mm. diminish it. You know, in fact, uh, to that point, this is what uh, uh, Dr. Parilo Hosha was saying when we spoke to him yesterday, to say that uh, we shouldn't fixate so much on the numbers in terms of uh, the people, the group, the, the population growth that that shouldn't be a fixation about the the, the 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 size of growth of the population but rather what is happening the quality of life of all those people are we moving people into better positions in terms of improving their lives are we getting more people out of universities and so on is what i'm saying Certainly, that's very, very important because actually it's how we relate to the numbers, how we relate to the infrastructure and what does it mean. I mean, numbers for themselves are not very useful, and I think this is something that has to be highlighted all the time. Um, we know, for example, many times we will, we will talk about, uh, you know, South Africa's GDP has grown, but actually if we look closer to those numbers, mm. what is it actually telling us? Um, I mean, one of the key things we learned in the last GDP number, for example, that we said investment was growing, and it turns out actually that that's when people are buying um solar panels and that actually is people investing in solar panels but that mm. tells us actually that we are not really particularly growing the economy because we are, but people are actually are making <laughs> are making do with what they can yeah, yeah. Um, and therefore you see people moving money from solar panels when they mm. could have for example extended their businesses or, buy, or bought machines that help them to you know to hire more people mm. so that's the kind of thing i think we have to really really look at this yeah. as we look at these numbers very deeply to be able to say what are they telling us and are they are they are telling us about our deficiencies or are they telling us it's time now to rest uh, we've arrived you know yeah. in, in the land of canaan one of the things you picked out as well is uh, the median age of 28 that was high, uh, also something that came out of the um you know out of the um, the, the, the census. What does that tell us? I mean, is this, of course, indicative of what we often hear being referred to yeah. as this youth bulge? Absolutely. And I think, you know, um, um, one of the things we've been talking about, one of the things we've been talking about, IPWC, is this um, what we call the demographic dividend. And I see there's some book that's also come out that in, 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 in countries like ours, where you have a young population, uh, and also you see um, that the fertility rate is declining, as it is actually in our case. So you've got young, more young people and then a declining fertility rate. That actually sets you up for a demographic dividend or this higher productivity that um, is relatively higher mm-hmm. than other nations. And that's something that should actually allow you to grow, to be much more creative, because, of course, as you have young people, you are able to bring in more entrepreneurship, more um, youth spirit, more diversity. And- help actually build the prosperity of a nation. But of course, we know that in South Africa, many of these young people are unemployed. Now, one of the things we have to think about is actually thinking about what is the opportunity those young people have been able to do some numbers here. That suggests that actually, if we tried to, um, to focus, even if we just say, let's bring um, 
to try and bring the, in, the unemployment rate for youth to what it was in 2008, um, that would probably have to let us to say look, that rate to bring it to that level okay. would have to mm. bring in about 1.8 million South Africans into this. That could deliver potentially uh, over uh, nearly 200, um, over 140 billion rand uh, into the South African um, um, expenditure and actually grow GDP mm. quite substantially and numbers and actually being able to also allow uh, for growth in terms of um, you know consumer spending because remember if you hire one person that multiplies in terms of households and what households can spend and also borrow what households can buy within their communities mm. and uplift communities so we need to do a little bit better to try and see what we can do to escalate uh, the employability so that's the skills part mm. and also the employing of the young people that's basically businesses taking risks on young people and being able to engage them in a fruitful manner, rather than to think of them as a sort of, um, okay. mm. this, you know, the t- ticking time bomb. All right, absolutely, absolutely. We must uh, get out of that mentality. Auntie Pai, we're going to have to leave it there. Another bite-sized chunk out of this massive uh, um, document, you. the census. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time. Thank you. He's an economist at uh, PwC. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.